Good evening, good evening. This is Stephanie Little Unapologetic Podcast. It's not going to be the debate show after out. The mock, talk, comedic, dramatic podcast show. You can find this on Apple iTunes, here on Spotify, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, I don't have a memory junction. Uh, Google Play, uh, TuneIn Radio, Castbox, Deezer, Apple, Amazon Podcast, Audible Podcast, <laughs> Play FM, Stitcher. Come on. Tonight's episode, my my response to beyond the uh, what what can I say? This the response to Beyonce doing country music. John uh John Snyder, aka both Duke called her a dog. Really a bitch and all that. I have nothing against Beyonce doing country music. <clears throat> I've been said long time ago, I think back here in twenty fifteen, on my old format show, the Stephanie Little Radio Show, that a country as Beyonce told her ass should I'm surprised she ain't doing a country album. I heard the song. I got to say now, it sounds contrived. But the media praising Beyonce, and it's the number one country song, the Beehive, <clears throat> most likely made it the number one country song, as well Radio Airplay. Beyonce isn't the first black artist to have a number one song or album on the country chart. Excuse me, <clears throat> Aretha Franklin did country music. <clears throat> Charlie Pride. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's them audience. Charlie Pride Parker. No, Charlie Pride was a, a black country music artist in the 50s or 60s when he did country music. You know who else? Crossover. The most crossover successful black artist. To ever cross over there, he came from funk, disco, hop, and country. Lionel Richie had, had more songs in country. was the first black artist. Don't get it twisted, liberal media. I know how y'all are. Lionel Richie had more songs on the country charts and had written some country songs than Beyonce. Don't get it twisted. In fact, years ago, he did an all-country album. It went number one on the pop chart and the top of the country chart. Songs like Stuck On You, Sail On, just to name a few. So don't get it twisted. Jose is making history. Her new song, Texas Hold'em, is now number one on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. And that makes the 32-time Grammy winner the first black woman with a number one song on the country charts. The song is part of the Houston Data's upcoming country album. That's why Beyonce did it. She figured she's the Beehive is what it's called. Black country stars who came before her. So let's take this to our group chat series. Uh, Adam Jane was country music, music too. Senior entertainment reporter at ESPN <clears throat> and ABC News contributor Kelly Carter. And Marcus Dowling, Nashville country music reporter for the Darius Rucker from Who's in the Glowfish did Mike, country music too. What, what do you think when you hear about Beyonce's new history-making moment, and what do you think this does for the conversation surrounding country music? I think it's absolutely incredible. So first, congratulations to Beyonce for making history and, and for making this discourse. I think there is a great social discourse that is now happening. She's not the first black artist to have a top song on the country music chart. Lionel Richie did plenty of time. There is this misnomer out there um, in terms of who owns the genre of country music. I personally don't think that any culture or race. Yo, I'm glad she did. I said more black people should do country music. The history of country music and that is rooted in African music um, and that it comes from the sub Saharan Africa, uh, in particular in Western Africa. Uh, country music come from the Jews. Nigga, get your facts straight. Uh, and landed. Country music has always been rooted in what we call field but, songs. But I, I, but he, the banjo did come from Africa. It wasn't until we start seeing the Great Northern Migration that we start to see the transition of country music going from a country, the minstrel shows with the banjo being appropriated by by white culture who embraced the banjo. That then you started seeing 
and the banjo is the original guitar. race records where then you start to see the divide of who owns it whiteness or blackness where a lot of black contributions were ignored uh, during the hillbilly era and that, <clears throat> this album is expected to tap into that black history and the roots in country music dating back to the 1600s so can you talk a little bit more about that in terms of what we can expect I mean, I think that we can expect Beyonce to do what she does, which is really change the conversation around this particular genre. You know, I, I imagine that Beyonce is probably going to tap into um, talent like Nicky Guyton, you know, or she's going to tap into um, musicians that have been playing in the background. The black people support my guy. Black or African American. But also, I think that she really is going to continue this conversation about who is gatekeeping country music for whatever reason every time a black artist creates music that um charts in country music or or should be charted or should be celebrated oh shut up lionel richie don't had a lot of song on on the country chart and and the pop chart in the country world it took garth brooks to come in to help kind of cement the deal and, and close that gap there but i think what's going to happen is beyonce is going to deliver Another now, in a country art, let me say it now. Fuck you, beehive people. Now, I, I credit her for doing this, but fuck you, beehive people. Now, this opened that gate, too. Now, we know Dolly Parton just did a rock album. I don't know how I did on the charts. I can give a fuck. But, does this open the door? We know pop artists, mainstream pop artists, had done, D.L. Hughley made this point of fact. Before white people discovered who the hell groups like Hall and Notes were and Casey and the Sunshine Band <clears throat> and shit like that, you know, white artists that, that played on R&B radio, including my daughter, who I call M. Weezy. Um... Who else? Even, even, um, like Lisa Stanfield and shit like that. I can go on and on and on. Average white band. They don't get played on pop radio. They just, they just R&B. So, we, I said music needs to be more diversified. Now, don't credit Beyonce being the, she may be the first, I would say she the first female, black female to have a song on the country chart. I'm sorry, that's Tracy Chapman. When Luke Combs covered Fast Car, wasn't that a number one song? Yes, it was on the country charts. Fast Car, when it came out, was a top ten song on the pop charts. In 88, and then it crossed over to the country. Get your motherfucking facts straight. They tried to... Um, Beyonce is not the first black woman to do country. In fact, you go back to... Or oh, have a top song on the country. But of course, can't, I can't blame her for the effort. I do mean effort, because I heard that song. It sounds so contrived. It don't have the, it's too much. It sounds like she's trying to do a country song. And it don't have that natural country box. See, I listen to a lot of country music, as well as, I listen to all genres of music. <clears throat> Especially when you drive these country roads. Get out on the country road. Get out on the country. She got a bunch of black R&B and hip-hop producers on this out. To be honest, she should have consulted somebody Lionel Richie. Or that man that wrote songs for Shania Twain. Somebody like that. Uh, D.L. Healy had a great point. But I, I will both do had a lot of nerve. To talk about her like that, though. Let, 
if I can find that audio about how music is segregated. I said that. I listening to his part, his show on uh, live on the radio on Magic One Two Point Three down here in the DMV. I think, uh, to be honest, uh, black people can open themselves up. Yeah, I know she did a uh, performance with the, the Dixie Chicks a long time ago. Beyonce Meltdown with country music legend Trash Jay Michelle, class back. You know, her, her fans are bad. Radio station in Oklahoma claiming they did not know Beyonce came out with two country singles. KYKC, the station. And only Paul Mooney was alive. the request from listeners to play Beyonce's new single. The world's going crazy. And responded to the request by saying, quote, we do not play Beyonce. We are a country music station, end quote. However, they're now saying the entire situation was blown out of proportion. But let me say something now. Let me sound like devil's advocate. Do you all recall years ago, years ago, back here in the early 2000s, remember when Madonna did the American Life album and it flopped? Black radio, it was produced by Missy Elliott. Quite frankly, she should have got somebody more. She originally wanted Dr. Dre to produce it. Should have got somebody with Lauryn Hill to produce it before Lauryn Hill had a breakdown. But it was produced by Missy Elliott. Black radio refused to play it. I gotta admit, this the song "American Light" itself sound like garbage. It it, it, it attempt at a rap song. Again, contrived. Uh, I thought it, I thought it'd be more hip, like uh, Debbie Harry Harry did raps or something like that. But black radio and black uh, people on social media was talking about ew, we can't have. However, y'all sure did play um. Four minutes. It because Justin Timberlake was on. In the early in the early eighties and early nineties, when Madonna did pop crossover on, her shit got played on black radio. Like she got played on black radio before white America discovered black songs like Holiday and Borderline and Lucky Star and like a brilliant play day with until the damn music. You saw her ass on the music video. You thought she, other than that, you thought she was black. And she ain't the only one. There been some one-hit wonders and shit. White mofos that sound black or you have a black sound. Oh, I remember when Pink first came out. Songs like You Make Me Sick was played on black radio. I ain't gonna lie, that's my song. And um, most girls, You Make Me Sick. I want you. That was in the last dance, too. <clears throat> you make me sick. I want you, and I'm hating it. Be living on a candlestick. Christina Aguilera get played on black radio. All right, and, and I can see why. It was songs like Jean, uh, Back in the Day and uh, I, am, I Am Beautiful got played everywhere. 
However, they are they are pop crossover R and B people. Now, Dear Healy made a good point today. You know, Shania Twain is more country pop pop country. <laughs> country pop crossover pop. How would y'all feel if Shania Twain was to do an R and B out or a rap out? God knows if Dolly Parton did one. I can see Dolly Parton doing an R&B or blues album. Patty LaBelle. You know, her and Patty LaBelle are good friends. I can see that shit happening. The bottom line is them. Beyonce come off too black for country. You can put on a cowgirl hat all the one and boots and all that shit. She come off too damn black for country music. Country music mainstream audience is a bunch of damn older white Republicans. Some of them Trumpican. Truck driving, highway driving mofos and shit like that. That live in rural areas. They usually old 40 and all that. You blacks that, you be high blacks that went out of you be high mofos. You you just buy her music because it happened to be Beyonce. Uh, any other black person that do uh, uh, country music. Now, Darius Rucker, he in the Blowfish that did it. Do you buy that song? Or will you buy that song? That's the ball of Beyonce too black for country music. And that's how they feel. They ain't stand with Beyonce. Her friends are back. That Nanny made on the racist comments she and Beyonce got. That's a long time ago. Caught the Dixie chicks ever since they came out against George W. Bush. They've been kind of outed. If Miranda Lambert want to do a rap song or an R&B song with, let's say, Usher, would you black Beyonce beehive motherfuckers have a problem with? Or would you black people have a problem with? You are I'm talking about hardcore country people. Or ulcerative colitis, she wants me to squeeze all these lemons by myself? Didn't know up through. There's a second of my house. Beyonce's latest single that played over the credits of the Renaissance film. Should we be in a Super Bowl commercial? Yay or nay? <laughs> Well, country music it rooted in and blues. No white America, it don't belong. Reach number one. But Beyonce it might be with her might be with two songs from her upcoming album. The song Texas Holden took the top spot. But let me say this. Carriages came in at uh what's her name? It, Taylor Swift made a call. Beyonce know that they try to erase her ass. Well, full. As release comes to the performing in the genre so far. Of course, Jay Z got something to do with that shit. Country station, are we feuding? Don't be bad, baby. Don't stack two at the Super Bowl by surprising us with not one but two country songs. And already, her and the Bayhive are shaking up the country music scene. Oh. This isn't the first time we've seen mixed reactions to Beyonce. Actually, uh, her outfit like making teeth down. If you have been a fan of Beyonce for a while, you may or may not remember mm. when she released Daddy Lessons off of her album Lemonade and the immense backlash she faced for dipping her toes into country music earlier in her career. Critics would refuse to recognize her music as anything other than R and B or pop, and even her performance.
performance at the Country Music Awards with the Chicks received such a negative response that almost all traces of that video has been scrubbed from official sources. I don't know about you, but to me it seemed as though the institutions behind that genre of music adamantly did not want to accept her as one Let of the Let me take y'all down Beyonce's career They children defend Beyonce. I can't believe what people that don't contribute to music that criticize <clears throat> music. I just, it blows my mind. Josh, bro, you okay. I'd tell them to, to uh, kiss that ass is what I would do. Smoking like Blake Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we can always count on Blake to tell us how he really feels. And he had an equally entertaining take on his future The Voice co-star, Miley Cyrus. She's very vegan. Her ass looked like a yeah, damn skeleton up there. You know, but here's the thing with Molly and I is I've known her dad for years and years, and so it's like I'm gonna call your dad. I will. I will tell your dad what the ass you're being right now. Lord, that child. Azalea Banks is not here for Beyonce. Well, it look like the white mofos, like, like Bo Duke ain't all you want. Zillia Banks is not here for Beyonce's country era. She wrote, them critics are not just going to accept an ugly blonde wig and bullying from Jay-Z. Beyonce, please stop the madness, the gay baiting, the overtly narcissistic attempts to lazily encroach into a genre you think your popularity is going to gain accolades for you in. Wow. If she can only write and make a song with that, that is one of those skills. What do you think about what Azalea Banks had to say about Beyonce? Now, I know you've said things about, you know, in support for I her. I guess she said Beyonce being a song. What do you think about her speaking on Beyonce? What she say about this? Well, I will tell you this. I, You know, she's always been very vocal and, and, and can say some stuff that's that, that can be interpreted as extremely negative. But I got to be honest with you, Claudia, I've been reading the comments surrounding this. And, you know, the country music fans are just a different group of fans all together. And this was the first time that I am seeing people openly shade Beyonce. And I was devastated. If Beyonce getting her the wake up call, she getting her in wake up call. Music and K. Michelle has talked about this before. Country music simply, their fans do not play about their music. And a lot of them are saying that, hey, you know, this is a good song. But it's really not an authentic, an authentic country song. So in this particular case, you know, let's take, you know, let's forget what Isaiah Banks said, and let's really concentrate on the genre and country music. This is one that we're gonna have to wait and see. Well, honey, I'm a. Let me tell you something. This is my opinion. You should make a song that goes down to your soul, not to market it to a job. A blues song will cross any genre of music. Because that's where it all starts with the blues. Now, I talked about Tracy Chapman and her fast car song. That's just one instance. But her other song that came out in the 90s, One Reason, everybody liked that song. Except for the black people in R&B. That shit, that's a, that's a white person time. Black people, y'all full of shit. Give me one reason to stay here. And I turned, that song was big on the pop chart and it crossed over the country. And I turned, her music got a lot of people. That's why that guy, that country guy remade her damn song. It ain't hating. I appreciate Beyonce for the effort she made. And her beehive fan just buying it because it's her. But that shit can't try. There's been a lot of uh, mainstream pop artists that had made songs that got country appeal. I will say that. White mofo think country music belong to them. Just like y'all black people think hip-hop belong to y'all. Let's be real. Give me one reason to stay here. Yeah, turn right back around. 
give me one reason to stay. And I turn right back around. Like I say, Lionel Richie does very well on the country music. Stuck on you. Have you ever been to a Texas restaurant or Texas bar with a karaoke machine? There's always a damn drunken ass white man. I remember one year I went down to San Antonio and it, it um couple in me and shit. And they had a karaoke night. White white man said, stuck on you. He was drunk too. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. And I'm on my hit white. So, oh, shut up. You silly ass fool. It's the funniest thing I ever seen. Still on you. You know who else as a black artist who music is, is R&B, but it appeal, it has country appeal to it? Bill Withers. Yes. And he's from West Virginia. That damn use me. Everybody likes that song. Keep on using me. I tell you, use me. I tell you, use me. My brother sitting right down next to me. Yeah, tell me. That's been, I, I'm sure a lot of country artists don't sing that song. Don't cover that song. If brother, if you own and you, if you wish you were in my shoes, keep on using me. Until you use me up. Bam, 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 Until you use me up. Aretha Franklin. Wait on me. Take a load off Fanning. Take a load for free. I've been treating wet madness. Y'all yeah, y'all can't get upset about that shit. Come on now. But I appreciate we all say because it shines a spotlight on black country artists for Black History Month. Yes, it does. Pause. Now, I did a live performance of this song on my, on, on my Facebook page before them motherfuckers decided to bang me. This song is for informational purposes only. No, no pun intended, copyright infringement. Let's rest my head. Let's see the banjo in the beginning. I think it's written by Grant Olmey. Olmey, brother. They gonna raise my head. And see me. And she gonna take me. Hey, they gonna load up Fanny. Load up free. Load up Fanny. Hey, ain't on me. When Aretha Franklin died and I heard these songs, I was like, good God. Now, I heard more white bands and more white country artists singing this song than black people. It's a little documentary about blacks and country music. Maybe it's Dolly Parton, Belting Jolene, or Tim McGraw's iconic Southern drawl. Maybe it's something a little bit more modern, like Taylor Swift's Love Story, which got a revival on TikTok this past summer. Or maybe Gabby Barrett's top Billboard country song, I Hope. Or maybe 
Let's be honest, you just think of white people. When you look at the country charts, black artists are far and few between. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. And actually, in many ways, black people in America have helped shape country music to what it is today, even if they don't always get the recognition for it. of modern-day country music begin with bluegrass. Bluegrass relies on the acoustic sounds of string instruments, and the banjo is a staple. The banjo is a West African instrument brought over in the 1600s via the transatlantic slave trade. The instruments were originally made out of boards and had been popular in the region way before American slavery started. Other instruments like the fiddle and tambourine were also integral to bluegrass and also uh -huh. had links to Africa. Now, as enslaved Africans were forced into the Americas, they continued to make these instruments. But black influence didn't stop there. Work calls and chants became lyrics to these sounds. And these chants, also known as spirituals, helped to tell stories, keep the pace, and secretly spread information. For example, the songs of the Underground Railroad had secret coded directions to help slaves escape to the north. Fast forward a few hundred years and take this lyrical storytelling element with its acoustic string sound and you got the foundation of country music. Now while these spirituals were essential to a slave's motivation, survival, and possible freedom, how did this music enter into mainstream white Southern culture? The answer, blackface. By the 1800s, music created by black people became popular within mainstream white music, and minstrel shows helped bring these songs to the spotlight. Well, well, sort of. Well, let me explain. You see, minstrel shows were like OG American theater. They usually would consist of variety comedy shows, Think SNL, but like super racist. Since black performers weren't allowed in white spaces, white performers would paint their faces black, play the banjo, fiddle, and other bluegrass instruments, and perform satirical slave songs and dances. They speeches in exaggerated black southern dialects. So essentially, they stripped African slaves of their tribal cultures, made it illegal for them to speak their native language, made reading English punishable by lashing or worse, and then created a theatrical art form to make fun of them for the music and dialects they were forced to create for themselves. Yep, that's about right. Minstrel shows helped solidify a lot of negative black stereotypes, and it was still seen in film all the way up to the mid-20th century. But despite the overall harm the satirical genre did for the black community, Black music was starting to be taken seriously by white people for the first time, and mainly because it was introduced to them in this non-threatening way. Unfortunately, there was no credit or representation given to the black artists that helped create the music. to modern-day country music and a lot of other genres was the blues, which got its start in the 1860s as minstrel shows were starting to come down from their peak. That's where it came from. ...within the slave spirituals made its way into the genre. These spirituals' call and response-based lyrics were a way to create more unity and inclusion within the music experience, and that carried over into blues as well. Now, there are tons and tons of black blues artists, but many of them didn't get white mainstream acceptance until the following century. And even then, they weren't given the same performance privileges as their white counterparts. And this inequality was the same in many other genres that were developing during the 20th century, like jazz, rock, and yeah, country. There has been and continue to be black country artists. Country music is a blend of many different cultures and genres, but history doesn't always reflect this. Things get a little messy once you learn that these iconic white artists actually got their trade from other black artists. Hank Williams was mentored by Rufus Peacock Payne, Johnny Cash was taught from an early age by Gus Cannon, and black guitar player Leslie Riddle was known as one of the pioneers of the finger-picking guitar style, favored by Maybelle Carter. 
And while legal segregation has been outlawed in the United States since the 1960s, Americans still have trouble giving black artists credit within the country genre. Moving into the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, black country artists weren't charting and country music had been seen socially as a white genre. And internalized prejudice within music management didn't really help. In 1998, general manager of Curb Records, Dennis Hannon, insisted that, quote, for country music to be more well-rounded, we would like to see more African-American artists. But he also said, if it is harder for African-American artists to break into the industry, it's more of a lifestyle issue. Likewise, in 2006, Kelly Genevieve of the Country Music Association rejected a reporter's suggestion that the industry had not attempted to gain black fans. Telling The Guardian, quote, the black community's lifestyle is different from what we communicate with country music. Black people have their own types of music that they listen to, be that jazz, hip-hop, or whatever. Country singers in Nashville formed to create the Black Country Music Association in the mid-1990s in hopes of giving black artists an avenue into the genre. Country singer Cleve Francis was one of the founders and described the Nashville country music industry as one based solely on cult permission when it came to the black artists there. Francis himself had suffered from racism in the industry, especially at the hands of those who were supposed to be in charge of marketing and managing Yeah, that's true. Despite these attempts at inclusion, the genre today still faces hardships when it comes to representation. Atlanta rapper Little Nas X shattered records with his debut hit, Old Town Road, in 2019. From the topic to the twangy tone, it was, as his producer described, a country rap song. Yeah, <laughs> you know what. And at first, Billboard agreed. He was ranked on the Billboard country charts before Billboard decided to retract his ranking and exclude him from the category. Billboard told Rolling Stone, quote, while Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. This was definitely not the first time a hip-hop artist attempted to enter into country and was rejected. Nelly and Tim McGraw oh, yeah, I remember made over and over in 2004. a flip on the country charts. Beyonce's Daddy Lessons on Lemonade was a textbook country bop. Well, won't them damn black shall we now country music is all shit, goddammit. We truck drivers ain't I I I I I rubnecks ain't I rule and country and we trumps trumps about we don't want them damn in our goddamn music all you got hip hop and shit hip hop and 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 R&B and 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 ass in pop music and shit you got fur them in rock music like that goddamn lady crazy now I don't have nothing to get. Damn, Nick, won't take over every goddamn time. Also, the industry sexism. That's how they feel. And he just down the bitch talking about some black like me making a goddamn country. Retire this shit, goddamn. We're losing our fucking country. Country strong, goddamn. Trump 2024. Come on now. That's how those motherfuckers feel. Fuck me all saying her goddamn behind shit and that damn good she changed her that she married to goddamn it. Tiny all over they got their black history. Black country music audit faith uphill bow. Jerry, Rob just told who he is, who he in the blowfish. It who he in, it who he, who he in the blowfish can't make it in. Let's see, Harry. Long, long time. It has been a minute. I'm a little healthier these days than the last one, so yeah. Tell me what's happening in Nashville at Nissan Stadium this weekend. It's a great thing that uh, that's been started. They're calling it the uh, driving.
concerts. And instead of, you know, coming in, ah, I see it all. You know, they got it out. They have a great stage in the thing, and then the world is gone crazy. Right next to that spot is a spot that you and your friend, you and your friend, you know, and sing, make country song. Have some beers and have a good time and dance. Or it got great. me a bluesy so like type song. Or a rowdy song about I like to drive across these roads. I get east to west. I drive the bass. Nevertheless, I like to hit the open road. I like to drive I go from here from West Virginia, Tennessee. From Tennessee, I'll drive all the way to the Midwest. Up to Chicago, through Detroit. Down back down to Indiana, Pittsburgh, and back down to West Virginia. I travel these roads, yeah, yeah. I like Black Velvet. That, that's a, um, actually, that's a pop song that got country pimp. It is hard. And it's economy. It's hard in this economy. I thought about doing, I ain't lying. I thought about writing some country blues song. I'm this broken ass woman. It's hard in this economy. Trying to scrape up dollars and cents. Trying to make no sense. Struggling. Some of y'all struggling with the rent. I understand what you're going through. Ooh, gas prices had gone back up. Gas prices gone back up. Well, you know we do, do. Time you know to know it and show. But I know how black people feel, y'all, how brainwashed you believe that all you want to hear is R. I love our R&B, but all you care about that hip-hop shit. That's a good protest, IG. You need to give up that hip-hop shit. That gangster music had got to go. In this show. They go enough documents about the origin of country They stole everything from us. They stole African cultures and the people from each of those groups bringing their own musical backgrounds. There's a very thin line between the music of the slave and the music of the slave master. I've actually gone back and listened to old African chants that are actually note for note songs in America 200 years ago. Many historians believe the modern day banjo is most closely linked to the African lute instrument called the accommodine. It wasn't until the Gibson company comes along and does the five string and the fifth string and the three finger scrugs roll that we get it like it is today. But it was, a, it was an instrument that uh, came out of Africa. After slavery, America entered into its reconstruction period. As former slaves spread across the country, so did their music. By the time slaves were freed, and then even later in the 1920s, began to ex-slaves began to move north in mass numbers. The division of hillbilly versus race was predicated simply and almost exclusively on a kind of racial hierarchy that this belongs over here to the black folk, this belongs to the white folk. Uh-huh. String bands basically are the link between the really rural music that people were playing in their earliest days in this country and the later music that became known as country. The white folk, Eminem, to make rock music. For Eminem, the, the Beastie Boys, people like that. With movie star good looks and a golden baritone voice, rose to become one of the most recognizable names in country music.
No one else has the worldwide name recognition that Charlie Pride has. Charlie Pride was just 14 when he bought his first guitar. Now, what can we get a, about a movie about him? He later became a player in the Negro Baseball League. His sports career took him to Montana, and record producer Jack Cowboy Clement brought him to Nashville. But it was a novelty to have a, a big kind of country session with a black person. was the first song Charlie and Cowboy Clement cut together. But when I heard him in the studio, that's when I really knew that, uh, hey, as I heard that big booming voice coming through those speakers in there, and it was great. We drew quite a crowd that first session. Well, I promised Ted Atkins I'd play for him first, so I did, and he kept it for a couple of weeks, and then they turned it down. But a month later, a casual encounter changed Charlie's life. I'm looking Ted at Charlie Pride. My grandmother had As Pride churned out hit after hit, 36 number ones, a career filled with Grammy Awards, gold and platinum records, only second to Elvis Presley in record sales for RCA. And now, from RCA, Charlie Pride. And I come out of those shadows up in the lights and it's like turning out a volume. You could drop a pen. So what we had come up with, we said, now ladies and gentlemen, uh, I realize it's a little unique me coming out here on a country music show wearing this permanent tan. So I went into my into my show. Mississippi native bought his first guitar at age 14, but he took a swing at a sports career before trying music. In 2000, the Country Music Hall of Fame announced the induction of its newest member, Charlie Pride. He's the only African-American to have that distinction. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That same year, Pride was honored at the CMA Awards show. With 11th grade education, I look back, I don't feel too bad of the accomplishments that I've made. They're the same hands that used to milk cows and pick cotton. They said, but they're not that nice. And I hold a microphone now. For well, I'm appreciative that God has let me go from there to here. And I mean that. There is a new generation of African-American artists navigating into the country music industry. These performers are armed with talent and optimism. One day, there will be a black person who goes to the bank on country. And singer-songwriter Reese Palmer's career is taking off. <clears throat> Watch list. So thank you. Hold on to me. 
This is Reese Palmer again. She did it before Beyonce. Black folks have always made country music. And to be clear, what we call uh -huh. country is really more accurately, it's more of an East Coast picking style of the blues. This is a bit Genre was always a construct of labels and radio to be able to divide and to market to different groups of people. It was all American folk music, but they promoted this as hillbilly music. Meanwhile, the music that black people were making was called race records. The commercialization of music uh -huh. and this drawing of this color line where black people do race records and the white people over here doing this other thing. Hillbilly was always set aside as this thing specifically for white people. And so country music, as we fast forward in time, it has grown out of that. And the people that have been put in place generation after generation in these positions of power, whether they're at country radio stations, at the CMA, at the labels, at the publishers, they are upholding that system. Black people that have succeeded in this industry succeeded in spite of that. Because it really ain't the blues. Sometimes scary, oftentimes very dark, but real history that we need to revise and that we need to be honest about. And so I wanted to contribute to this music that I love so much and to this genre that you know I've dedicated so much of my life to I want to make sure that I'm helping and contributing and and telling the truth I think I think the best country music is the one with a bluesy now if I ain't talk the high spirit ain't uh Thing. <laughs> with the damn bluesy sound to it. Now here go the orange country uh, song. But but of course uh Donald Trump has something to say about it. Long excluded from country music. Black women are family, but it was two years ago. This weekend, Mickey Guyton will become the first black woman to co-host the Academy of Country Music Awards. She was the only black woman to be nominated for an award this year. Oh, it's Mickey Guyton. But as Oz reports, a number of black women are starting to gain traction in the genre. It's part of our ongoing arts and culture coverage, Canvas. Like my good just ain't good enough, my honest ain't true enough. When Britney Spencer released the first single from her debut EP last summer, she didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I didn't know that anyone would listen to this project. I just thought that I was putting out something on all the streaming services to be able to send. Whenever I pitch myself for like a, I don't know, like a two-year okay, something, and so much more has happened. In October, Spencer tweeted out her cover of a song by country supergroup The High Women. A month later, she said she was floored when group member Marin Morris sent her a shout-out from the Country Music Awards stage. Brittany Spencer, Brandon Giddens. Damn. These damn country music stars just dressing like they pop stars and shit. Maybe that's the damn pop. Which tackles issues of racial justice has been streamed more than three and a half million times on Spotify. It's been such a wild ride. Um, I'm just, I'm honestly just living in a constant state of gratitude because so many people have embraced me. Singers like Britney Spencer, Tierra, Chapel Heart. Robert, Nico Marks, Long 
excluded from country music are now breaking through and finding audiences flocking to their music. Things are changing. You know, people want to see a different Nashville. Shannon Sanders is executive director of Creative at BMI and has been in the industry for more than 25 years. He said I can see why black women or black people can go to a country. Because hip-hop is trash now. People were forced to be still. Yeah, R&B, uh, we need to revive R&B music. Look at itself and realize what was going on. What was going on in country music was that people of color, especially women, were being kept out. A recent study from the University of Ottawa found that women of color represent less than 1% of artists signed to a major label. And over the last 20 years, black women accounted for 0.03% of all music played on country radio. There's already the issue of women not necessarily getting the same airplay as male artists. Add to that being a person of color. In 2007, Reese Palmer's song Country Girl made it on the Billboard charts, but staying on top was a different story. How hard is They saw that, that music video and said, hey, oh, I don't even try. The thing that people don't understand is how much it costs to even do this. I think that's part of the reason why there hasn't been a huge presence of people of color, because you have to have backing to do this. That's why Palmer is trying to help other artists get recognition outside of the typical avenues. She hosts a show on Apple Music called Color Me Country, a name that pays tribute to black country singer Linda Martell's 1970 album. And Palmer created a fund that gives small grants to independent artists of color. The industry has had how many years to make all these things happen and they haven't. And so I think if I can do this, little Reese Palmer, then... You know, what are y'all doing? What are y'all with all the millions of dollars? Like, what are you doing? Like, what can you do? And I hope that it inspires them and it makes them make changes. In the meantime, black female country artists are bootstrapping their own careers, collaborating with each other, and reaching fans directly through social media and streaming platforms, proving there is a market for their music. Country music is not a white music. Country music was constructed as a white music. Stephen Lewis uh -huh. is the curator of the newly opened National Museum of African American Music in Nashville. He says black artists were integral to the creation of country music. Even the banjo was based off an African string instrument. The reason why most people don't know about it has to do with decisions that were made in the recording industry in the 1920s. In particular, uh, the decision to market country music, or what was then known as hillbilly music, to white consumers. There's a lot of money being left on the floor. Um, just because people don't feel like they're invited to the party. Black people were at the concrete pouring, if you will, of country music and built this house and then somehow got locked out. So to have country open the door with open arms, I think was set up for a real homecoming. I kind of wanted to turn it around. It's been a kind of homecoming for Julie Williams. She grew up in Tampa, and even though she listened to country music as a child, she didn't imagine herself becoming a country singer. It's hard to want to go into a genre of country music when country music for me was the boys in, in high school blasting it out of the back of their trucks with Confederate flags on it, right? That just, it told me that this isn't a genre for me. Even when I moved to Nashville, I was hesitant to say that I was a country artist because that was not the country that I want to be a part of. But the country of Reese Palmer, Mickey Guyton, Marin Morris, right? That's the country I want to be a part of. Last month, Williams took a leap of faith and released a music video for her new single, Southern Curls. With her own kind of Southern Curls. Yeah, she like uh, mixed race or something. See this and hear my song about my hair my journey and know that there are other people out there that feel the same way. And well, why can't you do that in the R&B form? That's what I'm hoping. For Britney Spencer, it's been a journey to find her own voice too, moving to Nashville from her hometown of Baltimore several years ago. I'm aware that there's not a lot of people in this space that look like me. 
and that there's a lot of people in this space who might not know how to handle someone like me. Instead of begging for acceptance, use the country music platforms to be political or some shit. I think my mind probably might to be continued. I'm gonna conclude this. I just saw a few uh, black country music video artists. It seems to be some new fools trying to um, uh, uh, into hip hop and shit. But anyway, I just saw this country music bimbo video, Kyle Moore. You can't tell. You can't tell it, a, a pop star from a country music. They all act like damn pop stars and shit. Look at y'all black people buying into this shit. Black people need do more rock music. Fuck that country shit. I'm gonna be honest. I believe I feel black people should do more rock music. We had a few. We got a few like Lenny Kravitz and uh, <laughs> his first song was um actually a, a soulful song. It ain't no. So many tears we cry, baby. He ain't start out like that. He started doing hit cover of American Woman. Is is Tina Turner, the Queen of Rock, do mostly rock music. No Beyonce, ain't no new Queen of Country. It's only love, that's all. And then that's all I gotta say. Because you on the country road. When you're driving on the country road, but I, I, I um, I think you should do music because you want to do it, not trying to make a statement. Text it holding with no one on the country, y'all. Of course, it will rile up the you know who base. This gonna rile up the you know who base, the Trumper can. Donald Trump will put out a hip hop record about running for the election. What the country you going to? Yes. Let me talk about his ass. Donald Trump don't turn it marking sneakers at Golden Trump shoes like he an NBA star. Oh, he a hip hopper. Donald Trump gonna have old six uh, year old baby boomer or white men or baby boomer men, period. Walking around looking like rappers and shit like that. Anyway. Well, that's good for Beyonce, but it's not the first time. Like I said, black women making history and Black History Month. If y'all don't recall that there was a black woman called Ada James long time ago at Beyonce. They heard a movie. <sighs> she also started out in rock and country. I got what next? Taylor Swift gonna go straight hip hop. She dating a fool like Travis Kelsey. Tennessee with Ella Jane, Chris Stapleton, Tennessee Whiskey. Whiskey out of Jane. See, she had a last song on the country charts, too. 
that's a rock, y'all. <laughs> you go back to the history of these songs and shit, you'll see a lot of old, old black women and black men from the past speaking of. Let me pull up Lionel Richie real Lionel Richie country music. I just think when it comes to y'all black people and Beyonce, y'all uh, make a huge, and the media make a huge thing. Well, he he has uh he co-wrote We Are the World Michael Jackson too. That's back in the day. So that's the album, Tuskegee album. Lionel Richie, Tim McGraw, Hell No. We know he did that. Stuck on you. Stuck on you. I like Sail on Nashville. I got the sound turned all the way down. Down the road. Oh. Going. So, correct y'all black, okay, y'all claim she the first black woman to chart, uh, number one on the country music chart. I don't know about that. You got to go all the way back to the 50s and 40s, people like Adam James there. And there's some other black females, but as far as crossover hits, Lionel Richie had been one of the most next to Charlie Pride, had been one of the most successful black artists that had hits on the country's album, on the country charts. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, the same line of rich that originated on the Commodores, Brick House, Fancy Dancing, all them hits. Then he went solo with All Night Long, and hello. It's just me you're looking for. And lady, you bring me up. That Lionel Richie. So black people don't get in the beehive. Stop getting shit twisted. And that's all I got to say. I'm going to watch this. And I'm out.